Christ alone, my hope is found. He is my light, my strength, my song. This cornerstone, this solid ground, firm through the fiercest drought and storm. What heights of love, what depths of peace, when fears are stilled, when striving cease. My comforter, my all in all, here in the love of Christ shall stand. Hello, everyone, and thank you for joining us again with the Chowchilla Church of Christ podcasting. We once again are terrifically excited to bring God's word and share with each one of us as all of us learn together the book of Revelation. It is one of the most exciting books in the Bible. It has been misunderstood, misinterpreted, and misrepresented as being very difficult to understand. That's been put out there as misinformation. We want to say to each one of you today, we're making it make sense, not by our own power nor might, but with the power and the help and assistance of the Holy Spirit. We always like to begin with prayer. Would you join us as we pray to our Heavenly Father? Lord, we thank you for this time again that we have to glean and go into your book, this last book in the Bible. Some have said it's difficult to understand. Perhaps it is. But we know it is not in your Bible to confuse us, or so we will get a misunderstanding. For you said in another passage in the book of Proverbs, chapter four and verse six, wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom, but with all you're getting, get an understanding. Certainly, Lord, you want us to understand not only Proverbs, but every book in this Bible, especially the book of Revelation. We thank you for this time in Jesus' name. Amen. In our last session, we were discussing Revelation chapter 1, verse 3. May we read, Blessed is he that reads, and they that hear the words of this prophecy, and keep those things which are written therein, for the time is at hand. And we focused on the blessing of reading that is the Christians in Asia Minor, reading the message of Revelation. In the first 11 chapters, their struggle with sin, the last 11 chapters, their victory over sin, Satan and the enemies, the Roman Empire, styled as the Babylonian government. And then we notice that John, from Revelation chapter 1 and verse 4, writes this entire message to the seven churches of Christ in Asia Minor. Today, geographically labeled as Turkey. And these are the seven different congregations in seven different locations. You might say, Melvin, I heard that already. Well, we are repeating ourselves, not only because repetition is the foundation of learning, but so that it will be in our minds. We're not talking anything different, but we're talking consistency in the content of the concepts as John writes them under the guidance and influence of the Holy Spirit. We're writing down notes and we're hoping you're writing down notes 
so that as John wrote this message and we write our notes, we all can reflect back on the things that we are learning through the revelation experience. Right now, we're focused in on verse three and we're going to go to verse number four and five. And hopefully those two verses are gonna tie into verse three with the help of the Holy Spirit and we're gonna have our lesson. Emphasizing the latter part of verse three, the reading of the message for the saints then, the revelation of the message for the saints then, and of course, the reception to the saints then, as well as for us today. Now, in verse number four, it says not only John to the seven churches, which are in Asia, but right after that, ladies and gentlemen, notice the text, Revelation 1 verse 4. Grace be unto you and peace from him which is and which was and which is to come and from the seven spirits which are before his throne. I love that. Not only is John guided by the Holy Spirit writing to the seven different congregations in different locations, locations in Asia Minor, but he writes this insert. He says, grace be unto you. That is to them. What is grace? I'm learning and I've learned to ask the scripture questions. Grace means God's favor to his people, his undeserved, unmerited, unearned favor to his people. God, through Jesus Christ, who this revelation is all about from verse one, by their handwriting of John, guided by the Holy Spirit, he says to these Christians who are struggling and suffering and being persecuted by a crazy, wild government, he says, God's favor, undeserved, unearned. And he says, I want to give it to you. Interesting, he not only says grace, he says, and peace. What is peace? Peace is not only the absence of chaos and conflict and confusion. Peace means God's abiding presence in you and I who are his children. The Bible teaches you and I specifically that peace is one of the fruits or fruit of the spirit in Galatians chapter five and verse 22 and 23. It says, but the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace. Peace is the third fruit of the spirit. It represents at least two things. One, God's presence in our souls. Two, you and I having that presence and keeping it so that it will keep harm and hurt away from us. No matter what's going on in the world, and there's a lot going on, as people say, and most of it is chaos. The rest is confusion and then some conflict. You and I still, like these Christians, are giving God's favor and they're giving his peace. You and I still can be at peace. We have the peace abiding in us and we have the peace of God all around us. And when anything happens we're not sure of, we can rely on two things. We can rely on God's grace 
and we can rely on his peace. John says, grace be unto you and peace. Here's where it comes from. It doesn't come out of the sky from some unknown something. It doesn't come from some man-made device. John, in writing this book and this message, he says, I want to tell you where this God-given peace is coming from. It's coming from him, which is. I like that. John puts the position of the present active continual tense of Jesus Christ's presence being right there, right then and there, right now. From him, which is, Jesus is. And then he says, which was. Showing not only the historical presence of Jesus Christ from the distant past, connected with the present presence of Jesus Christ in the here and now showing next and he says which is to come that is futuristically he's coming but what is so interesting as we mentioned last week by the time we get down to verses 12 to the end of the chapter at verse number 20 Jesus by John's vision makes an appearance right in the middle of all seven churches of Christ. He shows up and he positions himself and John turns to see and hear and listen uh, the voice and the presence of Jesus Christ because the Christians needed relief. The Bible says once again in verse number four, grace be unto you and peace from him which is and which was and which is to come. Here's the rest of it. And there's more, ladies and gentlemen. And from the seven spirits which are before his throne. Boy, there's a lot of stuff coming in from God, from Christ, from the Holy Spirit to these saints who are undergoing all this trouble. They're getting God's grace. They're getting Christ's peace. They're getting the power and the omnipresence and the um, the omnipotence and the omniscience of God through Christ and the Holy Spirit from him which is and which was and which is to come. God is saying, I am covering all bases with you from the front to the back, from sideways and across, from up and down. And he says, if that's not enough, the seven spirits which are before my throne. I thought there was only one Spirit, Holy Spirit. That is true. But just like God is able to manifest, that is make himself known in several different places at one time or at one time, different places, several times, his personality, the Holy Spirit can do the same. Remember, Jesus said in Matthew 28 and verse number 19 and 20, Lo, I will be with you always. This is a connecting point to that. Jesus, how are you going to be with us? The disciples are wondering, and you're going back to heaven. Well, he kept his promise, and we see it unfolding in Revelation 1-4. He says, which is, I'm here with you now. He says, which was, I was with you then. And he says, and I'm coming back. 
seven spirits, one spirit manifesting God's person in seven different ways. It really, besides the numerical, or that is the number of seven, is emphasizing the complete and the fullness of God's presence. The fullness, the wholeness of God's presence before his throne. Why does he say that? Because he's connecting the affairs of the saints down on earth to the affairs of their God in Christ in heaven. Look at verse five. And from Jesus Christ, I told you there was more to come, who is the faithful witness and the first begotten of the dead and the prince of the kings of the earth unto him that loved us and washed us from our sins in his own blood. Now we're only going to cover the first part of verse five and in our next study, we're gonna cover the rest of it because it's so much, so much to unpack because it's packed with so much information of who Jesus Christ is and who Jesus Christ was and who Jesus Christ will be when he comes and what he's doing for the saints now, which was then, and what he did for the God-fearing people in the past, and what he's going to do with all of God's people when he comes. So much to unpack, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to pick it up next week. But we do want to say right now, along with the grace, along with the peace from him which is, which was, and which is to come, along with the complete revelation and the fullness of the Holy Spirit and his presence from Jesus Christ, mention about and concerning this revelation in verse one, this is the primary person themed in Revelation once again. John writes, who is the faithful pistos witness. Jesus sees it all. He says, not only that, he's the first begotten from the dead. Interesting word in the Greek language. It is prototokos, a long word. It literally means the first one that gets up from the dead never to die anymore. Everyone that died from Adam on up to this present day is still in the grave. Jesus Christ the only, the first begotten prototokos from the dead, get up from the grave, conquering death, victorious, never to die anymore. As a matter of fact, if you don't mind me saying it, we mentioned it last week in Revelation chapter one, John at the end of the vision, he says in verse number 17, and when I saw him, I fell at his feet as dead. And he laid his right hand upon me, saying unto me, fear not. I am the first and the last. Verse 18, I am he that lives and was dead. And behold, look, John, I am alive forevermore. Eons and eons and eons. Amen. Let it be so. And I have the keys to Hades, to Sheol. I have the keys to death. Jesus says, I was dead, but I'm alive forevermore. That's why he's the first begotten from the dead. 
We are thankful today that Jesus rose victorious from the dead. And if anyone of your friends, your family members, or even your foes, enemies, have passed away, have fallen asleep in Jesus Christ, they are sleeping. By the time we get to Revelation 14, 13, John will say he heard a voice saying, yes, blessed are those that die in the Lord. From this point forward, they rest from their labors and their works do follow them. Why did John say that? Why did he write that? Because of what we just read, particularly in verse number five of Revelation one, because he's the faithful witness and he's the first begotten from the dead to conquer death. And nobody, when he comes, is going to die anymore. If you're not a child of God, we invite you to come to Jesus Christ by way of the plan of salvation. You believe Jesus Christ is the son of God. You're willing to change your mind or repent from your sins. You're willing to acknowledge verbally his lordship in your life. And you then are ready to be born again through baptism. It is a must, not a might or maybe, to be baptized into Jesus Christ to get your sins washed away. Maybe you need prayer. I certainly do. Maybe you have a question to ask. You can call us at area code 559-223-1973 or you can email us Christ at gmail.com. We do have a transcript of today's lesson, today's study. And if you would like to have a copy, a free copy, please let us know. We'll be delighted to get it to you. Once again, ladies and gentlemen, if you're in the area of Chowchilla, California, our Sunday school Bible study for all ages begins at 9 o'clock a.m. Our morning worship at 10 o'clock a.m. Please join us and come. And we want to give you God's richest blessings as we close in prayer. Thank you so much, Father, for getting us to the point that we are in this book. Continue your leading and guiding throughout this book and give us the comfort and the consolation that the saints received that John wrote that Jesus Christ then and now is on the scene. We pray this in his mighty name. Amen, amen, and amen.
sin on him was laid. Here in the death of Christ I live. There in the ground his body lay, light of the world by darkness slain. Then bursting forth in glorious day, up from the grave he rose again. And as he stands in victory, since curse has lost its grip on me, for I am his and he is mine, bought with the precious blood of Christ. Thank you. 